0: Good morning. good morning. Good to see you all here today and a special good morning and welcome to those of you who are joining us online. I am Pastor Ethan and my official role here is the children's pastor, so birth through third grade. But if you have seen me or recognized me, um, you might have seen me as the online pastor as of, of late. Um, for for those of you who are here, um, the people online um, already kind of know we've interacted, have you know keyboard chats and stuff uh, as uh, services are going on and stuff. But for you guys who are here, I want to let you know that I am a real person. Uh, I'm I'm flesh and blood. Occasionally I have feelings. Uh, you know uh, I'm not a robot uh, or anything like that. But it is so good to be able to spend this time uh, with you. And I've got some uh, just not announcements, because we've already broken the news, but in two weeks from today, we are going to slowly start back up with our elementary kids on Sunday. And two weeks after that, we're gonna more slowly start back up uh, with our small town two-year-olds through four-year-olds. That's right. Now, I do have to offer a little bit of an apology. I I am going to be speaking a little bit about uh, donuts, if you've seen in the app or something like that. I didn't plan real well because on your way in, you may have seen boxes that kind of look like donut boxes. Those are actually preschool supplies because it's gonna be a full another month before we get preschoolers in the building. We wanted to resource those parents. So, if you are a preschool parent, Grab some of those on your way out as you exit the building. Also, um, if you know of somebody who is a preschool parent or has younger kids, go ahead and grab up uh, some of those boxes and hand those out uh, as well. That would really, really help us out. But I do apologize if you got hungry on your way in. Sorry. Um, But before we open up Children's and Student Ministries, we wanted to take a moment and answer Why? Why do we even do children's programming? Why do we even do student ministries? And what we're talking about today, if we don't give a really clear picture of this idea, we end up handing our kids and students a warped sense of what it means to follow Jesus. And what's a little bit harder than that, if we try to teach our kids without getting real clear on this for ourselves and modeling this and demonstrating this as a church, we can end up being the reason that this next generation may not want to follow Jesus as much as they would want to. And I don't know about you, but I I don't want any part of that, right? Do you guys, like you, we, we want to be fully invested in seeing this next generation. And we need everybody's help to be able to raise them up in the way we should go. And so this idea, as we have talked about, is fittingly for July 4th weekend, freedom in Christ. And so we believe that this is so important. We actually put it in the middle of our strategy of how we're going to reach and teach our students. And to help me kind of explain some of this, or should I say, let him explain it, uh, I want to invite out uh, Troy Dabman, our student minister uh, here at Brandywine.
1: As Pastor Ethan said, I am Pastor Troy. Uh, I've been uh, the student pastor for um, a long time. So (laughs) we'll just leave it at that. Uh, I am so excited about our new strategy, but I want to make clear that our mission for our students is not going to change. Uh, My mission from the get-go has been to love your students where they are at. So no matter where they're at in in life, um, I commit to love them and to uh, kind of shine for Jesus for them. So that's, uh, that's our mission. But our strategy is going to look a little different. And the fact that we are now an intermediate school Uh, program type of uh, format that we will use Um, so for the first time fourth fifth and sixth graders will join us on Sunday afternoons for our student ministries there and we'll call them one up as we announced a few weeks ago Uh, the tagline underneath that is keep your faith so we want to introduce them to Christ if they haven't received Christ yet but also to to help train them to keep their faith Uh, we use first Timothy 1 19 says cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear for some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked." So we kind of start them off there. As they move into junior high, we call them TIM, which stands for Timothy. Uh, our tagline there is to live free. First uh, Timothy 2.6, He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And there's no better time than right now so as they move on to high school we continue with our 412 theme first timothy 412 uh, be the example don't let anyone think less of you because you're young be an example to all believers in what you say in the way you live in your love your faith and your purity so all three stages are very important and we we walk them through these steps Uh, but you can't have one without the other. So you can't have the beginning one and the end one, kind of a sandwich without any meat in it, without the real meat. And the real meat is how we do live in in the freedom in Christ. And Ethan's going to share more about that with us. Thank you, Troy.
0: So freedom in Christ. I have to confess when I've, when I've heard preachers preach or I've listened to teachings before, um, sometimes they use these really big ideas and it's like, hey, you know, stay in step with the Spirit. And it's like, I, I, I don't know how to do that, right? Um, now, what I do love about here at Brandywine, uh, one of our core uh, values is actually to, to make it applicable. To, to, to teach you something, and hopefully, as we go through this time together, you walk away with some ideas and things to put tread on your faith. And hopefully, through this time as well, um, being able to understand why it's so important for us to live in this freedom that we have in Christ, and to live it out. Now, we do live in a free country and with freedom comes some choices, but there's just a natural fact that we are free to choose, but we are not free from the consequences of those choices, right? So with this freedom in Christ, the first thing that this freedom isn't is a freedom to live however we want, Oh, right. Now, my favorite donut is any type of jelly filled donut, the type where, you know, they like inject it in and it gets all like really squishy and yummy. And maybe if you warm it up for like 10, 15 seconds, like I'm speaking to you as somebody who may have done that a few times with my donuts. But the problem is, if I can, I'm free to eat the donuts, I'm free to partake the donuts, but I'm not free of the consequences if I choose this over and over and over with my freedom. In fact, there are significant portions of my life where food really was an issue. It was a sin. It was a problem. It was something that was keeping me stuck. I was making that Habit that choice over and over again, not even really thinking. And so with our freedom, yes, we have freedom to choose, but we don't have freedom to sin. We have freedom from sin, but we're not free to sin and be stuck there. Now, Jesus came, and in Jesus' day, Um, he also had another battle on his hands, not only trying to help people see, hey, go and sin no more, but he also had another crew of people that when they looked at sin, they were like, we have the solution. The solution is to distance ourselves that is unclean, that is not good, that is impure. We have the law. We're smart. So in our smartness, We're gonna create more and more laws and uh, regulations to where we say, nope, we've created an uh, iron-clad system where we've removed ourselves so far that we don't even have a chance of sinning. So here's what you need to do. If you wanna be a really great Pharisee, you need to not eat from that box, but eat from this box. Okay, they're not donuts. they are do-nots. Okay, it's weak, I understand, but go with me, it, there's a point, there's a point. The list and the rules, and being a really great Pharisee boils faith down to just a, a checklist. And Jesus battled them over and over and over again because they were religious uh, uh, leaders and they had this religious piety. And Jesus had some really rough, rough words for this group of people. You whitewash tombs, you put on a good show, but inside you is death. You know, it's not what you, you put into your body that makes you unclean. It's what comes out of you. And when you're living in this camp, don't forget that our battle is not against flesh and blood. But when you really live in this camp, when you're entrenched here, when you, when you think you've got it all perfectly figured out, you begin looking over there that they are my enemy, not the evil one our views begin to change as we look over there that it's a them versus us type of deal. Jesus said he didn't come for the healthy, he came for the sick. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Because whether you're stuck here or you're stuck over here, you're still stuck. Because this is sinful too. Now don't get me wrong, we should avoid sin, but in trying to avoid the the behaviors or those type of uh, things that cause us to sin, we shouldn't adopt a different brand of sin and call it better. I would even say, probably Jesus would say it's worse. So what's the solution? If we're stuck here or stuck here, there's gotta be another way. And I am so grateful that there is. It is this life of freedom in Jesus Christ. And if uh, if you've got your sermon notes or uh, if you have little notes that you can pick up uh, at the greeter station um, or if you're on your app, we're gonna be in Galatians 5. And so Galatians... 5, verse 1 says this, and I just want you to, to keep a picture of, of this dynamic as we read through uh, part of this together. Chapter 5, verse 1 says this, so Christ has truly set us free. Now, make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. If the law was the answer to figure this out, we would have had a solution. But it fell short. It it fell short. So, the interesting thing when you take a step back and look at both of these camps or these positions is that there's a common thread to both of them. Both of them if you fully commit to living to one of these two sides, puffs us up, makes us think more highly of us than we ought, and it actually shrinks God down. Now let me show you how this is. So if you're, if you're in the sin camp, which we have all sinned and we've all fallen short. By the way, if this is crunching on your toes, You can ask my my lovely bride, this has been crunching my toes for about a week and a half, two weeks. So I'm, I'm, I'm sympathizing with you in this. If you are here, you begin to cheapen God's grace because you want Jesus as your Savior, but you don't necessarily want him as your Lord. You you look at the creator of the universe and say, hey, I know those things, you say they're kinda bad, and and there's this whole minimizing thing which only does one thing, which puffs us up. Big view of us, small view of God. In reaction to those people, this camp over here says, I'm gonna get puffed up because I think I figured it all out. I'm gonna get puffed up because I've got a works-based salvation, I don't even need to be saved. And that's why I think Jesus was quite so hard when he came down to these religious officials. Now I do have to say, in in my role as a, a paid vocational Christian minister, this side is really, really dangerous as a personal temptation because I'm supposed to have the answers. I'm supposed to have it figured out. There is a humility that we all have to have that says Jesus is ultimately in control. Jesus is the one who I want to follow. And I need, I, I need to, yes, not sin, but I also need to not take control. So if we choose humility and follow, follow after Jesus, What does this really look like? How do I know if I'm walking in freedom with Christ? First of all, let me say, if you haven't made a commitment to Jesus, Jesus being your Lord, being your Savior, all all of this is impossible. What I'm going to talk about next, if if I don't help you see that, that right connection with Jesus and accepting that free gift, that's the starting point. I don't want you to hear this if you haven't made a commitment to Jesus Christ because what this can do is can turn into another checklist very quickly. So let me say that. If you haven't made a commitment to Jesus, hang on. We'll get to that here in a second. So how do I know if I'm walking in freedom with Christ? There are five things that walking in freedom with Christ will produce in our life. It is a gift given to us. It'll be the evidence of the faith and the life that we're walking in. First one is this. Freedom in Christ will draw you to serve others instead of satisfying self. Verse 13 says this. For you have been called to live in freedom my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your own sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. It's a rejection of self. To serve one another in love. Number two, freedom in Christ will lead you to love. For the whole law, again, Paul's going over here and saying, hey, you guys that really, really, really love the law, listen, the whole law can be summed up in this one command, do you guys know it? Love your neighbor as yourself, that's right. Love your neighbor as yourself and, and speaking as somebody who's landed in really both of this, these camps and all over uh, the, the map here, there is a turn of heart and a turn of soul over here where you, you look around and it really becomes hard and uncaring and unloving because by gosh, by golly, I've got my do not list and I'm right. But are we... Righteous. Number three, freedom in Christ will be Holy Spirit guided. Freedom in Christ will be Holy Spirit guided. Verse 16 and verse 18. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives when, uh, you, uh, when you won't then, pardon me, not when, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. In fact, you are living out the law of Moses because you're staying in step with Christ. Freedoms from sin, but also freedom from sin the law, the do-nots. Now, I encourage all of you to actually read Galatians 5. Just read it straight through instead of us hitting the highlights here. Um, Now, I'm a children's minister. I work with with kids, right? And we often talk about the next point. We talk about the fruit of the Spirit, right? Um, We don't uh, because it's not proper at that point in time and age, but I think you need to read through it right before it. There's an entire list of fruit of the flesh. Now, we don't put it to kids' songs and rhymes and stuff like that because I think it would be inappropriate, but there is a real stake on how we teach our kids about this stuff that it's, that it's uh, put in a little box, it's put into a little pill, it's put into this little easy way to memorize But as our children get older, and unfortunately in the fallen, broken world that we live in, we have to get after this a little sooner and quicker. We need to be leading the conversation with our kids about the things in this world. Not trailing behind. We're supposed to have a a childlike faith, but not a childish faith. So back to the list. Freedom with Christ will produce fruit. Verse 22 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Now I'm gonna stop right there. The Holy Spirit produces. Who produces? Please say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, that's right. The Holy Spirit produces. Now I have so many times as I have taught this with kids, I've turned around and made an application, and I'm regretful and I'm sorry for this. I've turned around and made an application that the fruit of the Spirit is somehow the kid's responsibility to be showing all these characteristics. The Holy Spirit produces this. We've gotta be about the business to make sure that we are in step and in line with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Again, these are not, these are not bad things to check in, even with ourselves. But we don't step out of, uh, step fully into freedom by trying to muster this up on our own. This type of obedience is a God-given grace produced by the Holy Spirit in staying in step with him. And lastly, freedom with Christ will set you free. Let me say that again. Freedom in Christ will set you free. That fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. There is no law we can't help people with their freedom when we come at people with more laws. We can help people be truly free when we show them how to fully follow Jesus. It's humbling. Sometimes it's, it's humiliating. But it, it is the way, the truth the life. So here's the deal, church. As we attempt, and in some very r- real ways, we are succeeding in raising up this next generation, there, there cannot be a, uh, a separation between what we're talking about, what we're teaching about, and how we're living it. We we all have known it, and, and maybe as we step through this next part here, you may be here right now. You may be in the yeah. There are some stuff going on in my life that I really don't want to face, but I'm feeling a little bit convicted about. Find somebody to talk to, a good godly Christian man or woman, to just confess it and take the next steps towards the freedom. You may be over here and looking at with what's going on in the world and just angry and furious and upset. And, and you should be upset because more and more people aren't following Jesus. But if you find yourself here, it's okay to admit it. That's that next step towards freedom in Jesus Christ. So let me go back to that um, previous part here, something that we're getting ready to sing over and over again, but it's based upon this very powerful verse. Second Corinthians 317, the last part says this, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Thank God that I have been set free. If you um, haven't made this connection, this relationship with Jesus, it doesn't matter where where you fall up here. I just hope that you would fall on your knees and give him your life. Because we can talk about freedom. We can talk about liberty all day long. But can you imagine if we lived in a community where more and more people We're in the Spirit, and the Spirit was producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Can you imagine a community like that? I can. And it's more and more what I would love to see. It's, It's why I do what I do, and it's why I work with our kids. But if you haven't made that connection and that relationship to Jesus, there is no better time than right now. So I'm going to pray a prayer if you want to join me in it. And um, man, it is so good, so good to be with you guys. Let's, uh, let's pray. Dear God, we need you. God, I I need you. I've fallen short. I've messed up. I've had self-righteousness, I've sinned. God, I can't get out of this on my own, but I know that your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross that I may be forgiven. God, right here, right now, I claim your forgiveness. I claim your truth over my life and I give it freely to you. And as part of that, God, I receive your grace and your love and your righteousness, not my self-righteousness. God, this is freedom that is from you, not given by man, not taken away by man, but given to us by you. Now that we've been set free, let us strive hard to stay free. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If that is your first time praying that prayer and really giving God your all, we want to celebrate with you. Let us know, if, if you are here today and that is, you've prayed that prayer, make your way over to the yes table. We'll show you how to take those next steps. Paul was teaching You've got to take those next steps. You've got to get connected. One last reminder, if you do have any preschool families or you know of anybody on your way out, just grab those donut boxes. I mean, not donut boxes on your way out. Thank you for this time together. You've been set free. Let us remain free indeed.